Hello and welcome to the Flow and Grow Expert Interviews, the place for experts and entrepreneurs who want high value ideas to boost business results. Hello, I'm Tom Bailey, and in today's episode, I'm joined by Michael Roderick, who is the CEO of Small Pond Enterprises and the host of Access to Anyone podcast. So, Michael, hello, and a very warm welcome to today's episode. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Excellent. And whereabouts are you in the world right now? I am in New York City. Beautiful. And (laughs) let's get straight into the subject of Michael. So... Michael helps thoughtful givers become thought leaders by making their brands referable, their messaging memorable, and their ideas unforgettable. The podcast Access to Anyone shows you how you can get to know anyone you want in business and in life using time-tested relationship building principles. And finally, before we jump into the interview, the title for today's episode is How to Create a Referable Brand, and Michael is going to show us how to do that in just under seven minutes. So, Michael, your first question is, who are your ideal clients? Yes, I uh, work with coaches and consultants who struggle with communicating the value of what they offer to people. And what is the, other than communicating their value, what is the biggest challenge that they typically face? Most of the time, the biggest challenge is that the people within their network would love to help them, but they actually can't because they're not sure how to explain what it is that they do. I see. and. <laughs> And do you find that they tend to spend too long explaining what they do using too many words? Yes, far, far too many words. (laughs) Yeah. So we almost need that short, snappy elevator pitch, don't we, in in a very short sentence? Exactly. And, And by not having this, what impact does it have on their business? Well, if people can't explain to others what it is that this consultant or this coach does, they usually aren't going to actually try to refer them. They're not going to try to help them. Okay, understood. And is it is it normally the value they add or the niche that they're in? What what is it normally that, that's missing when it comes to clarity around their message? Most of the time, it's the value that they add. Uh, most of the time, it's it's figuring out what it is that they're actually doing for uh, mm-hmm. their clients. And I'm putting you on the spot here, but can you think of any examples whereby? you know, someone's got it wrong and, and, and you've had to, to tweak the message or, you know, a client that's possibly had the wrong um, message to market match. Sure. Uh, so I had a photographer that I was working with and the way that the photographer was explaining the service was saying, I'm going to give you lots of photos, which is mm-hmm. a commodity kind of thing. But yeah. the, uh, his real talent was helping these people show up for a photo shoot without feeling fake. So I said, that's what you do for them. Got it. Yeah. And, and I guess that what that does then is puts the person at ease that this isn't going to be a scary photo shoot as such. You know, I can go in there, I can enjoy the experience and get some exactly. great, great photos at the end of it. Yeah. Perfect. So let's say we do have somebody that, that's stuck with this challenge of not being able to explain themselves. What, what is one valuable piece of advice that you might give to somebody to really help them solve that problem? What I often like to say is that your best copy is in your clients' mouths. So go to your clients, go to the people that you have worked with before and ask them very specifically, what did I do for you? And that that aspect of for you is really, really important so you can understand what is the transformation you created for them. 
Understood. And, and what's typically the, the best way to reach out to past clients? Is it a mass email? Is it a phone call? What, what would you normally recommend? I recommend reaching out individually. Um, mm -hmm. Think about the medium that they like. Some people are more email people. Some people are more text and phone people. Um, but definitely do it individually because you'll get more responses. Yeah, it's much more personal, isn't it? Yes, exactly. Okay, thank you. And what is also one valuable free resource that you might be able to share with people listening to this episode to really help them solve this problem? Sure. So I have a, um, a rater called uh, myreferabilityrater.com. You go there and basically what it will do is it'll help you see the gaps in your referability. It'll help you figure out where you're being referable and where you're not. Okay. And we've, we've talked about referability a little bit. How, how would you define referability? Sure. Referability is when people are able to talk about you and your ideas when you're not in the room in a good way, yeah. of course. <laughs> Understood. Thank you very much for that nice and succinct definition. <laughs> and this question's slightly off topic, I guess, um, but it is. What would you say is your greatest failure that you've ever made, either in life or in business? And what did you learn from it? Sure. There was a period in my life where I was spending a lot of time connecting people and helping people and never actually letting them know what it was that I needed. And it reached a point where I was completely broke, uh, where I hadn't let folks know, you know, what I could use help with. So the lesson that I learned is that you really have to balance your giving with your asking. Yeah, understood. I, I really appreciate that advice. I think it's going to be really valuable, very succinct again, but very valuable for lots of people listening to this um, episode. And Finally, from me is the next question, which is what is one question that I should have asked you that will also give some great value to this audience? Sure. Uh, so I would say the biggest aspect is this idea of storytelling. Most mm -hmm. of us think that we need to spend all of our time trying to tell the story really well. And what we often ignore is helping people be able to retell the story. So figuring out how is it going to be easier for people to actually retell your story to others and really taking the time to think about that, because a lot of the time we never look at that side of things. I understood. And just one follow on question from that. When we're talking about storytelling, is it me as a business owner telling my personal story or is it the story of what I can do for people? I think if you're looking to build more client relationships, it's the story of what you can do for people. I like to refer to it as uh, your if. A lot of mm -hmm. people have their why, um, but not enough people have their if, which is your innovative framework, your way of presenting your ideas and your concepts that is yours. So when people share it, they say, well, where did you learn that? And then they go back and they talk to you about it. Yeah, understood. And and. Like you said, that will then lead to referrals and more more business, more more profile um, for your business. Exactly. Amazing. Well, Michael, thank you so much for your time today. It's been really incredible meeting you and I'm really looking forward to sharing this one with the world. Thanks so much for having me.